what is going on, everybody? Welcome in to Anti Up, new podcast here from Fantasy Alarm on the Sawdust Podcast Network. Shout it out, baby. Uh, really great to be here. I'm your host, Howard Bender. With me, of course, here, uh, Adam Ronis. And Adam, uh, wow, you know, yesterday's show, we were all uh, COVID this and stupid that and fantasy baseball and just getting rolled left and right. And uh, and I got to tell you, man, then we had another round of games today. I had a uh, on a, another round of games on Monday, the pitching matchups, as we said, uh, absolutely disgusting. Uh, yet I played DFS anyway, and I still came out ahead. And even after all of that, Adam, and even after we wanted to like brag about the New York Jets making a trade, you know what I want to talk to you about today? What is it, Howard? I want to talk about chicken wings, dude. Chicken wings are good, man. You know, well, let me let me ask you here. Like, you know, chicken wings, how serious of a wing guy are you? Uh, there's probably people more serious than me, but... I like chicken wings. You know, it's funny, too. I haven't had them in a while. I was actually thinking about it today, and I was like, should I get chicken wings today? I didn't do it, but I think it's definitely something that's going to happen in the next couple of days because it's been on my mind. It's been, You know what? It's been on my mind, too. Are you a, a blue cheese or a ranch guy? I like both. If I picked one, if I had to lean towards one, I, I mix it up, but I would go blue cheese. All right, yeah, I'm a blue cheese guy as well, definitely. All right, so I, I, you know, you and I were pretty much on the same page. You find a great wing place, you stick with it, you, you know, you just you feel comfortable, you feel good about it, you get your order, and you're in. I have uh, to now, ask you a question because this came up on Alarm After Hours with Justin Fenchson. We had a pretty big argument about this. Do you like Buffalo Wild Wings? Um, I, you know, I've only been there once. There's really there's nothing right around me like close enough for me to go to. Um, so I think, uh, my wife and I were, tra- where were we? we were in Colorado. We were going to see a fish show in Colorado and, uh, and there was a, a B dubs over there, uh, that we went to. I mean, you know, to me, it's like, uh, it's like the Applebee's of like a wing place. Yeah. Thank you. I agree. And I not a fan of Applebee's. <laughs> I was when I was a, like a teenager and then I grew up and said, what the hell is this? <laughs> Yeah, it was like I, I went. I used to go to Friendlies. That that was like the place to go to when you were in high school. Back in the fifties, it was called Arnold's, and uh, and we hung out with a guy named the Fonz. So yeah, I'm so <laughs> that's B Dubs for me. It's like a it's like a like a frat boy uh, uh, Arnold's. You know, that's really what it is. You go and you watch sports. You eat some wings. Uh, they got some other stuff on the menu. But you know what? The the reason I'm actually asking is because you're a serious wing guy. Um, what about breakfast food? How serious of a breakfast food guy are you? Pancakes, oh, waffles? Oh, pretty hardcore. It's so funny. We had this conversation, too, because I will eat pancakes at, like, noon, 1 p.m. Eastern. And I went to lunch with Nando Dufino from The Athletic, and he thinks it's absurd that I want breakfast at that time. And it got into a big debate. But I think you can eat breakfast at any time of the day. I really don't eat it at dinner, but, like, I eat breakfast at 1, 2 a.m., uh, 12, 1 p.m., sometimes 2 p.m. So, yeah, I'm, I love breakfast. All right. So, me too. Brunch in the in the afternoon, you get some breakfast food. I love breakfast for dinner. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, I, I think there's just something about having a stack of pancakes at, at 9.30 at night for no reason whatsoever. But, you know, to, like, have breakfast. Um, so, breakfast buffets, 
versus like all you can eat wings. Where are you? Uh, where are you at with that? Are you? Uh, a, a, would you rather go and have a a breakfast buffet somewhere, or would you rather like have like uh, an assortment of wings from a restaurant? Breakfast buffet. Yeah, me too. Me too. So, so I, mean, I ask you, could you get here: pancakes, waffles, French toast, bacon, hash browns, some pastries, croissants. Yeah, man, you can't go wrong there. So then I ask you here, what kind of an idiot goes to Magic City Gentlemen's Club to go and get wings when you know that they have one of the best breakfast buffets in all of Atlanta? I mean, come on. Like, who's a, who's a wing guy over a breakfast guy? That just makes no sense to me. I mean, it's not crazy. I know you're referring to Lou Williams of the Clippers, uh, but, I mean, it's a... Uh small preference but i don't think you can go wrong with wings come on did, did you hear how he labeled magic city gentlemen's club the best restaurant he's ever been to in the world <laughs> the world <laughs> i, I kind of wonder what restaurants he's been to i mean i haven't sampled probably the top-notch restaurants but i did go to a couple of good ones in new orleans obviously there's some good ones in new york city there's actually a really good one in new jersey by my house and so I I go there regularly. I know the owner. He said uh, Eli Manning and Daniel Jones came there for dinner last year. And in fact, last week, Saquon Barkley called him. He wanted to come and dine inside the restaurant. And he told him he couldn't because as of now in New Jersey, you can't dine in. And I was like, oh, OK. He's like, yeah, I couldn't do it. He's like, because say he's sitting inside and you who are a regular customer come in and see that you know, you're going to get mad. I'm like, I wouldn't. He's like, okay, you might not, but a lot of people would. And I understand how the you know regular people are. So he's like, I can't risk him coming here once for regular customers who would get upset and then not come again. And then when I went on over the weekend, he was like, oh, so are you an NFL guy? Because he knows I like MLB and NBA. We've talked about it. I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh, Freddie Kitchens is sitting outside if you want to go say hi to him. And I was like, <laughs> I don't like bothering people. And I'm uh, Freddie Kitchens is a tight ends coach for the Giants. and I don't like the Giants. And I don't want to bother. So what am I going to go? Hey, Freddie, how are you? Yeah, okay, whatever. You know what I mean? Rough time, like, right, rough time in Cleveland, bro. Yeah, I know, right? Like, <laughs> you think Odell Beckham's going to be good this year? I hope so. I drafted him in FSGA. Uh, so I, you know, I drove by and I'm like, yep, that is Freddie Kitchens. Pretty cool. So uh, so that's a, that's a restaurant that obviously a lot of giants have been out in. That's a, a, an Italian spot in New Jersey. So, yeah, there's plenty of restaurants. I can't say I've sampled some of the best in the world. But, yeah, I doubt that can be the case. And Lou, well, come on, Lou Williams has had to have been to some pretty good restaurants, I would think, as a, someone who travels a lot and plays in the NBA. Come on. When somebody says the best restaurant in the world, I mean, you have to take a look at the menu, right? You have to take a look and you have to see what they're, what they're all about. And, uh, and I got to tell you, in all honesty, uh, I'm not really a whole lot impressed in this return to the bubble. Uh, so that's a little bit of a concern. Uh, obviously, the Lakers had a, a couple of injuries with Avery Bradley out, uh, and they brought in some veterans like J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters. Uh, the Bucks, I think, are beatable in the East. Uh, I have some concerns about them. What I would do, I'm leaning towards doing it, is taking the Celtics. Now, this is if their number has dropped. Because uh, I looked, I think, yesterday or the day before, and they were plus 700. They're plus 800. 
That might have to do with Kemba Walker and his knee. He played like eight minutes in a scrimmage the other day. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on. But I think Boston could be a dangerous team. Uh, and they're plus 800 to win the Eastern Conference. So I would take one of those teams that you like. You know, someone might like Toronto at plus 700. Someone might like Boston at plus 800 or the Sixers at plus 800. They've obviously gotten some buzz. We've seen them play move Ben Simmons to like a, a point forward. Uh, he's actually hit a three in a scrimmage. Guy never hits threes. So they've also talked about Joel Embiid potentially playing 38 minutes in the playoffs, but now he's dealing with this calf issue. They're saying it's not serious, but we're going to see injuries. I mean, we've already seen it in baseball. It's insane. And I, Dusty Baker made a comment about it. Well, yeah, these pitchers are getting hurt because, you know, they're kind of rushed here. And I completely agree. I mean, they have Ryan Presley, who now has an elbow issue. He hasn't pitched yet. Austin Pruitt was shut down. Chris Davinsky has an elbow issue. We've seen Justin Verlander get hurt. Strasburg, Kershaw. It's not a coincidence. Corey Kluber, I don't think these guys have had proper ramp-up time. And I think the same thing is going to happen in the NBA uh, it's obviously different with pitchers and arms, but I think it is something to keep an eye on. And we've already seen a few guys. Damian Lillard had to sit out with a little bit of an injury. And they could say, oh, well, it's not serious. It's a scrimmage. We're going to be cautious. But, you know, these guys have sat for four months, man. So I think that is a little bit of a concern. But what I would do is take your favorite team from Toronto, Sixers, and Boston and put money on them to win the Eastern Conference. And then say that team gets there and they face the Bucks, then you can hedge it and then take the Bucks. You know, I think that's something inexperienced players don't know about is hedging. And it's right. something I did last year. So I'll give you an example. So last year, I took the Warriors to win the championship. I think DraftKings had a special on May 14th. Like it was like plus 514 for the Warriors to win a championship. I was like, right, why wouldn't I take this? So I put money on it. And then obviously I waited it out. Warriors got to the final. They played Toronto. So I put money on Toronto. So now... Whoever wins, I'm winning money. I would have made a bigger profit had the Warriors won, but I did the math, said, all right, I'll put this money on Toronto, and I am going to make a profit regardless of what happens. Now, obviously, you need your team to get there, but the likelihood is the Bucks have a really good shot to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. And if you just pick the right team to oppose them, uh, you know you get the, the better odds now with the other teams. The Raptors are plus 700 on DK Sportsbook, Celtics plus 800, Sixers plus 800. And then obviously the Bucks would be favored, so you won't get great odds. But you know you do the math, figure it out, and then you make a profit either way. Now, obviously, if you pick the wrong team and they don't make it, well, then you're out of it. But you're getting good odds. It's seven to one, eight to one. Uh, so right now, the team that I would lean towards is the Celtics at plus eight hundred. Okay, all right. How are you looking at DFS? Are you looking at DFS? Uh, the same way you're kind of looking at baseball right now. It's a little bit of a shit show. and uh, You're kind of waiting it out for, you know, at least, you know, like a, a week's worth of games before you really start diving headfirst in. Nah, I'll probably jump in. But, I mean, the biggest thing is trying to figure out these rotations and what the minutes are going to be. Uh, you know, some guys might be limited early on. Uh you know, we have a two-game slate on Thursday. I mean, right now I'm trying to figure out, all right, is Zion Williamson going to play? The plan is that he will practice uh, in the next day or two and should be good to go on Thursday. And he's got a pretty good salary on both FanDuel and DraftKings, so I think he'll be a popular play. And he was really starting to increase his minutes. He looks like he's in great shape, too, and worked out well. Uh, he looks like he put on some muscle during this time off. And then, you know, I'm waiting to see what's going on with the Clippers. Is Patrick Beverly going to be back? Is... Harold going to be back. We know Lou Williams is going to be out. So I think 
really keeping an eye on the rotations and seeing how many minutes that we're going to have to rely on the reports of how many minutes the, these guys are going to play. Cause that is the biggest thing for NBA DFS. Who's playing the minutes, you know, it's not like right. other sports. Um, you know, if you know a guy's going to play 32 to 35 minutes uh, and he's at a cheap salary, you want to try and get him in. Um, you know, Alex Caruso could be that guy for the Lakers. I know he's like 3,500, I believe, on Fandle. And, you know, he could be uh, playing a significant role. And he doesn't need to do much at that salary. Uh, we obviously know LeBron James, Anthony Davis are the highest priced guys on Thursday. And they're going to have the ball in their hands a lot. It's just a question of, are they going to be limited? I could see LeBron James, he won't want to be limited. Because uh, I think they might rest him or try to in the last couple of games. Because they're going to lock up the one seed, I think, pretty quickly. I think they have a... They're about like four or five games up on the Clippers. So I don't think they have to worry about being caught. Uh, so like the Pelicans to me, that's a team you want to take on Thursday. This is a playoff game for them. They they need to win as many games as possible because they're three and a half behind the eight seed. So they have a lot to play for. So that's a team I know that they're not going to limit their players or they shouldn't. Uh, then, you know, when you go to Friday slate, we have uh, six games and – uh, the Nets are a team you're going to look at because they are so shorthanded. Uh, Karis Levert's going to be a very popular play because his usage rate's going to be insane. And then they have a, a couple of cheap guys. A guy like Karoops, I think, is going to be really cheap. Uh, and those salaries, I don't think, are out for Friday yet. I know they're out for Thursday. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a little challenging, though. Um, but I think if you kind of dig in, do some research, then, um, you know, hopefully you can find, uncover those cheap plays because uh, we do have James Harden on the slate on Friday and uh, James Harden uh, in the last scrimmage, uh, he played big minutes and put up big numbers. That's a guy that he does. He that's the one thing you have to appreciate about James Harden in an era where we're seeing a lot of guys sit and rest. Harden does not like to sit. They asked, they were telling him to come off the court, like that's it. He said, "No, I'm staying in." That's a guy because that's the one criticism you hear about the NBA. Oh, these guys rest, they take off. It's Kawhi Leonard and the maintenance. James Harden hates it, man. He does not want it to come off the court, and you got to respect him for that. I definitely respect him for that. I, I do. I have a hard time with these guys uh, saying that they can't play back-to-backs. Like, that. that's just, I mean, come on. Seriously? You can't play back-to-backs? Guys back in the day played back-to-backs, for crying out loud. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely have a, an issue with that. But that's good. It's, this is, a, you know, rock-solid information because, I mean, it's definitely, you know, whether I'm going to – you know, dip my toe into the NBA DFS world, uh, you know, this coming weekend, uh, I guess I'm, it's just it's going to be a matter of having these conversations with you and uh, really just kind of figuring out where it is. Like, I'm excited to, to take a look at the slate on Friday, uh, knowing that, you know, if James Harden is going to going to play and not be limited, knowing that I can, you know, pick some uh, budget busters, you know, and in, uh, in, in off of the nets. So yeah, that that's definitely works for me, man. That's uh, it's good yeah, stuff. Then, you know, and then you have the Grizzlies and Trailblazers playing that day at four p.m. Eastern. Right, the both teams, you know, fighting for the playoffs. Grizzlies trying to hold on to that lead. Blazers are three and a half back, so they have to win. Uh, then you have the Suns Wizards, which is going to be a, a crap game. Uh, the Wizards without Bradley Beal, but that's where we can find some cheap plays too, uh, because Beal soaked up a ton of usage on that team. Uh, so it's an interesting slate uh, that that night. Then you got the Celtics Bucks. I think people will probably look at that as more of a, a low scoring game. Uh, and then Rockets Mavericks. Uh, that's going to be a, a great game to cap the night. Luka Doncic against uh, James Harden. 
Ooh, very nice, very nice. Excellent. All right. Well, there you go. So uh, just a little little wet your whistle there with uh, with the NBA. Um, we're definitely going to be diving into more of that as we get closer and closer to it. Uh, before we just uh, chat up a little bit of baseball uh, and I get to do a little bit bragging rights, uh, I just want to you know pay a couple of bills real quick and give a, a quick thank to our sponsor. <laughs> do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. MonkeyKnifeFight has it all. You know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTEUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> And there you go. Big thanks to the friends over at monkeyknifefight.com and everybody here at the Sawdust Podcast. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis, anti up baby, and it's all about paying a play. Um, that's one of the one of the the things that we talked about. Uh, where I was uh, writing up the uh, the blurb with Rick Wolf at Fantasy Alarm. He's always good with like that promotional stuff. Um, and you know, it was like the whole thing. Action speaks louder than words. Was like a, a nice little play on words that he came up with and he was like you know these guys put their money where their mouths are and i'm like yeah that's right we're not gonna say it if we don't play it and dude i'm i'm ready to i'm ready to vouch for uh for fantasy baseball for dfs baseball and uh (laughs) and being a lazy shit and using the lineup generator i'm about to make some bucks dude i'm pretty excited about this well you should be man i mean that's that's what it's about and You know, I think the lineup generators, too, are helpful for people who just don't have a lot of time. You know, some people come home from work or they're working from home now and they don't have time to do research and they really want to play. I mean, that's what we're here for. And you just kind of maybe you have a you you have a couple of plays you like, you put them in and then you use the lineup generator. So I, I think it's helpful for people because there aren't people that can sit there and do their own research day after day. And that's why fantasy alarm is here we're here to do that for you and make it easier for you so you can play we just don't want it to be a crutch we want to teach you how to play daily fantasy and not just go and you know be like what i did today and just you know throw a couple of uh playbook guys into the lineup generator well yeah i mean like you said though you just didn't have time to do the research today and obviously with the schedule now we're getting some day games and then you know, sometimes the slate's starting at 6, 6.30. So there are going to be days where you just don't have time. And then you're like, oh, man, I kind of really just want to play a little bit today. And, you know, that's where the generator can come in and help you out. 
which is exactly what it was for me today. I was like, oh, you know, James Grande on the playbook. I had done some looking early in the morning. I had a couple of, you know, names picked out that I was uh, that I was interested in, and you know, lo and behold, it uh, it definitely worked so far. I mean, I'll I'll knock wood. The games aren't over yet, so to speak. So, you know, the the Brewers actually just took uh, just tied the game with a four run night. Yeah. Over the Pirates. Oh, those poor, poor Pirates. This is going to be a dismal season for them, man. Just... Oh, yeah. There's no question about it. Um, but also, you know, uh, a wager alarm Monday. I did two plays and both cashed. So I had the uh, Tampa Bay money line and the Kansas City money line. So you got to check those plays out, too. I'll have them for NBA as well. Yeah, let me ask you about that, you know, because listen, the Kansas City money line, um what was that that what was the money line for uh for the Royals today? I mean, it's the Tigers, so we're obviously targeting against, you know, Tigers and Royals for that same token. We're also targeting against teams like the Orioles, teams like the Mariners, uh, you know, who are just, you know, we expect to do that. What was the uh, what was the money line on the Royals today? Plus 115. Mm. That's nice. That's nice. It's like, you know, it's like a it's it's almost an even matchup right there. You're making a little bit of money. Wow, what was that? What were the Tigers? Were the Tigers like minus one oh eight? I think they were actually I saw it at times as like minus uh one twenty two. Really? The Tigers? Yeah. They're atrocious. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get it. I mean look, I know they took two or three from Cincinnati, but I think they hit one eighty six in that series. They're not a great lineup, and I think people saw Kansas City struggle. I think they scored five runs against the Indians. Uh, but did you see who they faced? Shane Bieber, Mike Clevenger, and Carlos Carrasco. <laughs> not many teams are going to do well, and Kansas City, you know, I liked Salvador Perez today in DFS, Jorge Soler. Uh, I didn't think Mikel Franco was going to hit two home runs. He did. Um, but yeah, that's uh, so that's the and also, I mean, it didn't work out, but Mike Montgomery had pitched well against them last year. So I thought he might be decent. Uh, he wasn't. He only went two innings, but uh, the Royals bats definitely came alive tonight. So, uh, yeah, in Tampa Bay, uh, I really like Tyler Glass. Now, I just didn't know how deep he would go in the game. And the same thing with the Braves. You know, I thought people would be like, oh, you can't play the Rays. The Braves scored 14 runs Sunday night, but the Braves offense didn't do much against. Jacob DeGrom and Steven Matz. Uh, not a shock that they beat up on Rick Porcello and the Mets bullpen. Um, and then uh, they they were quiet for most of the night. Dansby Swanson hit a home run in center field off Tyler Glasnow. But Glasnow allowed one run in four innings, struck out nine. And, you know, he's a dark horse candidate to win the Cy Young Award. I mean, look what he did last year in 12 games. I mean, that could be a season this year. If he's sharp and considering he didn't throw much in the uh, – Summer camp, I think his longest outing was like slightly over three innings. And for him to go four innings tonight and strike out nine, uh, yeah, he, he's definitely dangerous. So uh, I only did one draft after this startup. It was an auction, and uh, I paid 23 for glass now. And I was like, eh, did I go a little high? But I believe in him, and I believed in him last year too. So uh, it was a nice start for him. Wish it would have gotten a win. He had a nice lead, but they took him out after four. Welcome to 2020, the first four to five days of baseball. <laughs> right? It's like a kick to the groin every chance you can get. Um, all right. Well, let's take a look at the uh, at the, the Tuesday slate because actually, I mean, listen, uh, we'll, we'll, we can wait for, for the Monday slate to 
completely wrapped. Pittsburgh-Milwaukee, that's tied up at five here at, at the time we're talking. Uh, Cincinnati-Chicago, I think, is uh, it's still 8-5 Cubs in the bottom of the ninth. Yeah, so, it was a rain delay in both games. That's why they're not finished. Yeah, great. Actually, oh, uh, Craig Kimbrell has uh, got the bases loaded and uh, Akiyama's at the plate. Oh. So a uh, little drama there. And Josh Hader making his first appearance of the year for the Brew Crew. There it goes. There it goes. All right, so that's going on right now. I don't want to count my chicken. Craig Kimbrell with two walks. What a shock. That was a guy I wanted no part of this year. Dude, did you see some of the outings? I mean, what was it? It was like Zach Gallen had four walks in his game. Um, Who the hell was it that had six walks? Oh, I can't remember who it was, but somebody had six walks in their outing. There are tons of dudes who are just walking guys left and right. And it's it's exactly what we've been talking about. You know, the startup and then you shut down for four months. I mean, it's it's astounding, really, how few guys like had proper setups or the ability to to even work out like that. Like I don't I don't get that. If you're a professional athlete, wouldn't you think that like during your off season, if you know that you have to like work out or something like that or just take care of yourself at home that you would like have some sort of like you know easy access to to a mound or you know like in basketball how many guys you remember that that horse tournament that that ESPN tried and how crappy that was like how many of these dudes don't have hoops or access to hoops yeah no this was a problem because you got to remember especially in some of the bigger cities some guys live in condos I know that was an issue for some of the Boston Celtics so if you're in a condo building, there's a chance there's no basketball court. And when you're quarantined and parks are closed and gyms are closed, like, what are you supposed to do? You know what I mean? Like, I know parks by me for for a bit, they took off the, the rims from the hoop. So right. there was nothing there. You couldn't even shoot. So that's the problem. Yeah, Mike Conley, if you watch that, he has a ridiculous gym. But Mike Conley makes a ton of money. So he can afford that. You know, some of the younger players who maybe didn't hit the, hit the big payday yet, or live in a condo, and I can see living in a condo in a Boston, New York. They might not have had access to it because they're. I think Tate, Jason Tatum was one of the guys who didn't shoot a basketball for a while. Jeez, you figure you like call up a local school and be like, "Hi, I'm Jason yeah. Tatum. I play for the Celtics. Could you do me a favor uh, and just you know give me access to the gym? It's just that's all I want to do is shoot some hoops for crying out loud. So you know, yeah, I mean, we just we didn't see a lot of that. Um, with MLB as well. So uh, we are going to get our, our crazy ups and downs. Now, you know, tomorrow, you know, the, the pitching slate for Tuesday, I got to get used to this recording the night before and getting my days of the week. Ask Adam, I'll, I screw up my days of the week anyway. Right. I mean, that's like a constant. You ever see that commercial where it's like the husband and wife and she's like in front of the camera and she's like, hon, it's Tuesday. Did you know it was Tuesday? You know what I'm talking about? No, I do not. No. All right. Well, then, fine. Then it's it's not a funny joke, and uh, screw you. Sorry, I didn't see it. What do you want me to do? You want me to lie? Yeah. You know what? Lie. Make me feel a little bit better, man. You know what? I did like, see it. Yeah. That's that's a funny one. I I know exactly what you're talking. See, it's about. like it's like what I tell my wife half the time. Sometimes these are just for me. That's it. Sorry. That's it. Just as long as right. I'm. As long as I'm happy at the end, that's that's really isn't that all that matters. So right? you want a happy ending? Uh, I can't help you out there. Sorry. Oh, well, I mean, good. I appreciate. You just imagine your wife, so dude. I've shook I've shook hands did. with you before, man. You're calloused up enough. It's too rough for me. I wouldn't be able to handle it. 
Sorry. Well, that's not true. Every every girl who feels my hands, she you know what they say. You haven't worked a day in your life. Your hands are so smooth. I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm like wait a second. Yeah, I don't do the construction and all that work. I've been I've been a writer, ba- podcaster, broadcaster, basically my entire life because I started working for a newspaper after graduating college. So yeah, I haven't done that type of work in a long time. What do you want me to do? But they get they get not upset, but that's every girl who touches my hands. Like that's the first thing they say. Oh my god, your hands are so smooth. You haven't worked a day in your life. I'm like, I don't know how to take that. Right, I never know how to take that. Are they are they jealous that your hands are so smooth, or are they like kind of disappointed because they're like, man, I want a guy who's got like you know these roughed up, calloused hands that's gonna feel like you know sandpaper against my skin. Like, is that what they? I'm saying, like, that's what you that's what you want. And then you know, a couple of them, I'm like, yeah, your hands are kind of like rough, man. Like, I I don't doesn't really feel great rubbing on my skin. Right, meet a girl, meet a girl, and give her some hand lotion as a present. Just be like, hey, just you know. Work, well, work on this it's, and they can't be insulted now oh gotta sanitize before you come in my house here you go yeah. <laughs> here put um, on this mask put on this mask <laughs> do they wear masks in strip clubs i don't know i haven't been to a strip club since this whole pandemic hit i mean i don't even think they're open there's one not far from me. well I apparently there is one that's open right now and it's in atlanta well, yeah, of course, but I'm saying in New New York, New Jersey area. I mean, like, which is why I, I guess our cases are way down. Nothing, we can't dine inside restaurants. Nothing's open, so uh, I'm sure there's, you know, New York. So there's probably an underground strip club. You know, oh, those oh, definitely in, in New then, York. Yeah, yeah dude. I, you know, I, you, when you walk into one of those bodegas, and then you know, there's another door in the back, and then boom, there's a bar and women. Yeah, they're probably open. No offense to the Jersey girls out there, but a strip club in Jersey versus a strip club in New York. I'll, I'll take New York. Thank you. Thank you very much. And yeah, I'm kind of snobbish that way. Anyway. Well, the best strip club that I went to is Sue's Rendezvous in Mount Vernon. <laughs> you ever been there? <laughs> and I'm not. A no, no, I've never been there. What are you talking yeah, about? You, you sound like you have. No, no, never, yeah. never. Okay. It's pretty famous. It's, it's on the left, isn't well, it? So. It's what? <laughs> what? No, I didn't ask you if it was yeah, on the left. You've been, you've been there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Basically, talking about. Uh, they have the type of women I like, if you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly the woman I, that you like. My goodness. Craig Kimbrell has walked four guys and hit a batter, man. This is the same as last year. I wanted no part of him this year. None. Right? I have uh, I have numerous shares of Rowan Wick. Numerous I, shares of him. You know, that's interesting because I don't think he was drafted in a lot of leagues. And I oh. think if you have uh, waiver wire moves like daily pickups, first come, first serve, which I don't in any league, but I know there's people listening. I think that's a guy to, to take a look at. Now, he pitched tonight, though, in the sixth inning, though. Getting two outs. So um, they went to Ryan Tapera in the eighth. He gave up two hits a run, did strike out three, and they brought in Norwood to start the ninth. Uh, but I think at the time it was not a safe situation. So pretty interesting there. But, yeah, Wick was a guy that I thought, too, before the year. That would have been someone I would take in draft champions leagues with the speculation that Kimbrell could potentially lose the job. But, uh, yeah, we're definitely going to have to speculate in this Cubs bullpen now because – 
in a short season, you, you can't continue to put Craig Kimbrell out there like this. 34 pitches tonight, 13 strikes, four walks and hitter batter. They're and bringing in Jeremy. They're bringing in Jeremy Jeffers now. <laughs> yeah, Remember him? He used game. to close with Milwaukee. Yeah, Jeffers is probably a name that you want to take a look at also. I mean, it's yeah. That's uh, I I have zero shares of Craig Kimbrell. I over I just I look past him every which way I possibly could. Yeah, and, uh, I wanted no part of him and it was even tough for me to in the rankings. I might have had him, I don't know, 18, 19. Um and even then I'm like, can I really put him here cuz I don't want him, but uh that's the thing. You in, in a long season, you're like, well, it's Kimbrell, he's a veteran. You can't be patient. I mean, I don't know what the Mets are going to do going forward, but tonight we saw Seth Lugo come into the eighth inning of a 7-4 game with two runners on. He got the out, and they let him start the ninth, and he got a four-out save. Um, I don't know what this means for Edwin Diaz. I don't think he's out of the job, but the leash is very short for Edwin Diaz. He might get the next save opportunity, but if he blows it again, uh, they might go to Lugo. So that's what makes this challenging, too. Saves... Save up in a normal season are a headache, but at least you know, all right, if I don't have a lot of saves to begin the year, I can somehow manage a way to get them off the waiver wire. Can't do that this year, man. Like you, I was amazed this week and like Greg Holland um, and uh, Anthony Bass, like in some leagues they went for a lot, other leagues they didn't. Like I got Anthony Bass for 112 in uh, the great fantasy baseball invitational. The runner up was 41. I got him for 66 in, uh, in uh, I think it was the, was it the FSGA league maybe? And that's a hundred dollar fab. No, it's a thousand dollars. A thousand. Yeah, like I, I, I was surprised. Were you surprised the bids were that low? I mean, I understand we weren't a hundred percent sure it was Bass. I think most of us thought it would be, um, based on him being a veteran. Uh, I know Dolis pitched uh, the eighth inning in one game, seventh in the other, but I thought it would be Bass. He was my higher bids. Um, he went for fifteen in the league with a hundred dollar fab, but. I thought some of the bids were low. Um, I think in Tout Wars, though, he went for for several hundred bucks. But, you know, we don't have time. Like, you can't sit there and, well, I'll get saves in a month. No, there's no time. I mean, No, no, no. I, I mean, I get that. But I also think that a lot of people are holding back money right now because they think they're going to need it constantly throughout the season. You're going to have roster turnover on a regular basis. You're going to have guys in and out of you know, COVID situations, you're going to have your guys... season could be over in a month. You could be out of it. Sure. Absolutely. I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying that you don't spend money, but I mean, I'm not going to sit there and go, you know, banana cakes over a guy like even let's just say, I love Rowan Wick. I really do. But you know, is it going to be Wick? Is it going to be Jeffress? I mean, Jeffress definitely has, uh, you know, closing capabilities. He's done it for, for Milwaukee before. So, you know, I think people are a little hesitant to to push all in on a guy. I mean, listen, we saw a ton of like you know three hundred and you know four hundred dollar bids depending on who was available in in different leagues. So I I've seen a a number of those you know two hundred plus three hundred plus bids. Um, I just think but, that okay, this is what I don't understand. So Anthony Bass in Great Fantasy Baseball Invitation, we have a thousand dollar fab. Okay, it's July, so we didn't adjust our fab. Now. Okay, you want to say, well, I don't know if Anthony Bass is the guy or Dolis. We knew – here's the bottom line. You knew Ken Giles was hurt bad, okay? It was an elbow issue. He was shaking his hand. His velocity went down. It was a guarantee he's going to miss time. Yes. Now, if if the question is, all right, is it Bass or Dolis? But still, like, actually my bid was 88, and then I said, you know what? Let me go to 112. Now, I kind of wish I stayed at 88 because the runner-up was 41. But in another league, he probably went for 240. And I've always said that's the most challenging thing with Fab 
is trying to explain it to someone. We do our articles, oh, 10 to 15%, but you got to look at your league. And obviously this was week one or week two. You don't know the bid history, but you kind of have to early on see, all right, is my league aggressive or they're not? And you can compare it to other leagues. People put their fab out all the time. Oh, here's what I won the guy for. Kind of figure out, all right, is my league aggressive or they aren't? And that'll kind of give you a gauge of what to do going forward. Right. I gotcha. I gotcha. I'm trying to see where Bass. Oh, I guess I didn't get Bass in this league. I guess I got him in a different league. I thought I got him in the FSGA. Um, but I yeah, think. Yeah, I got him in one league. I got Trevor Gott in one league. I got Delise in one league. I mean. Is you, you know, got Gott going to be the, the, the next new thing from Rotoware? Uh, yes, probably. <laughs> when he when he blows the next save or Gabe Kapler goes to someone else. Yeah, well, I mean, I just, I, you know, I've been saying it pretty much throughout the entire day. You got got. Because it just, it just seems like there's something that's going to naturally flow. So Probably. I mean, I would think he's the guy now, but yeah, we'll probably be saying that. Uh, Bass went for 180 in tout. Greg Holland went for 216 and got went for 136. Yeah. Okay. So here, and Those are um, more reasonable in the uh, in the combined, uh, what should we call the combined football series XM football and and baseball, uh, Bauer somehow got overlooked and went for four hundred and five dollars. Um, Stephen Matz went to Engel Scott Engel the King for three eleven. Uh, lots of lots of like you know failed bids one hundred and seventeen. Three people had 117 on mats. One had 255. Uh, well, that's crazy. Three people had 117? It's crazy, right? Oh, my goodness, man. That I put is something you don't see much. I put 311 on Dustin May and got him. The next highest bid, though, was 241. Are you starting May this week against the Astros? Um. Yeah, sure, probably. I mean, I'm not going to spend all that money on him and not do it. I guess that's just a little bit of a challenging matchup. I mean, his stuff looked good, but he was the Giants did hit him a little bit, so I am a little worried about that start. But ah, yeah, you know, it was somebody. last minute. He wasn't supposed to start. He didn't know what was going on. That's also true. That's fair. That's a good point as well. So, but the Astros are a tough lineup. They are a tough lineup, as we see. I mean, and they don't even have the garbage cans now in their head. <laughs> Those miserable bastards. Um, before we get on out of here, because, you know, I mean, listen, we could actually like sit here and legit talk for another seven hours about everything. We can't. And if anyone, and if people want that, then, uh, you know, send us some money through PayPal and we'll do it. Right. I mean, no, listen, <laughs> we, we can definitely go longer with it. And I'm sure we will once there's like all sorts of stuff, but you know, uh, I, I just, what I'm going to do is I'm, how about this? I'm going to throw my two favorite pitchers for MLB DFS for tomorrow. Uh, for for Tuesday's games, you ready for this? I'm building lives. I mean, everybody's gonna go for Walker Bueller uh, because he's Walker Bueller. But like you just said, he's playing the Astros. And even though the other issue is how many innings does he go? He might go three or four. Remember, he didn't pitch much in that summer camp. I think I think he went like two or three innings. He went like five he... innings in his last tune-up, though. Um, it was like did the he fr- go five? Yeah, it was the Friday before the. Uh, it was the Friday before the season started, and he went, uh, and Dave Roberts gave him five innings, and he looked phenomenal. Well, he's great. I mean, I, I think he, he can win the Cy Young Award. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Well, I mean, if I can get him in there at a, at a decent price, and 
you know, I mean, obviously it's it's still a risk because he's going up against Houston. Uh, but the two I'm looking at here, you ready for this one? Josh Lindblom of Milwaukee. Yeah, I like him too. I do like him. I love him tomorrow. I really do. <clears throat> Excuse me, especially against Pittsburgh. And, you know, even though Pittsburgh now is, uh, you know, rallied to, uh, you know, it's, it's a 5-5 game there in the top of the 10th. I still think Lindblom has uh, great stuff. He looked phenomenal uh, last year in Korea. And he's got a six-pitch arsenal that just, you know, he's got the experience. Jeffers gets the save. He came in with the bases loaded and one out and got two outs. Jeffress gets the save. There it is. There it is. I, I, but I, I, as much as we don't like Kimbrell, I don't see them completely turning away from him right away. No, no. I mean, they're not going to. No, no. They, they've got but too he, much invested. But if he goes out there and does this again, because remember, that was the problem last year. Walks and home runs. You, you, you cannot in a short season let this continue. And it didn't cost them the game today. But that's the difference this year. You can't lose these games because one game, losing one, two games can cost you a playoff spot. Yeah. No, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. So, all right. Well, that that one there, uh, that does come to a close. Cubs win at 8-7. Jeffress with the save. We'll just have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, listen, if you can pick them up tomorrow, you know, on non-fab betting, there are a lot of people who don't do fab. Uh, who can just make pickups? You might as well grab Jeffress if you if you can grab Wick also and see how it plays out. Then great. But if not, you know, grab the guy who has the save right now uh, and just hold him. Just hold him tight. You'll be able to utilize him as a middle reliever, uh, and he'll be able to do some you know okay work for you. And you know, once the save opportunity comes, then you know he'll be the guy. So just take a look. Take a look. Um, in addition to Josh Lindbaum, how about this one here? I'm going to go dirty. I'm going to go nasty. I'm going Zach Davies for the Padres against this Giants lineup. I just, I don't buy this Giants lineup. I know Davies tends to pay, you know, uh, pitch to a little bit too much contact, but I think he's made some improvements. I think his ground ball rate is going to jump up a little bit. And just against like these putrid old men of San Francisco, uh, I just, yeah, I mean, if, if, if the bats that I'm going to be able to get in pairing up Lindblom and Davies on DraftKings, that's that to me, that's that's the winner for me. Yeah, I didn't think you were going to give me that name. Lindblom, I absolutely love for sure. I'm using him in my season long leagues, but you're right, I guess, because we have such a mediocre pitching on the slate, and I guess that's being kind. Um, you're going to want a ton of bats tomorrow anyway. So, yeah, damn, I think you're right. I think a lot of people are going to probably jam in uh, Walker Bueller. Yeah. Because there's just not much pitching on the slate. I mean, he's 11-3. How the hell is Merrill Kelly 10,000? Like, are you kidding me? Oh, I, I thought that was rhetorical. Because, I listen, I have no idea. Dude, I, I think he's terrible. And people love him. He, I mean, he had a, a nice stretch of games last year. But overall, no. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I know Texas is not Texas is not what they once were, and that ballpark seems like it's more pitching now. Kyle Gibson is nine seven home to Arizona. Homer Bailey is nine against St. Louis. Stop, really? Carlos Martinez, like Carlos Martinez, he's got Minnesota on the road, and how deep is he going to go into the game? Yeah, I mean, Davies is eight K though. Okay. I mean, you know what? I mean, listen, if Davies is 8K, well, that's... Lindblom? Oh, Lindblom's 5,100? Sign me up. Oh, he'll... hello! He's gonna... Do you think he'll be popular, though? Um, I, I don't you think know... it matters at 51, though. <laughs> yeah. 
I, yeah, I don't think it really matters at 51 yeah, this either. This is a pretty bad slate. And I guess we still don't uh, – I guess we don't know about Yankees-Phillies yet either. Orioles-Marlins has been postponed. Uh, Yankees-Phillies, I guess, is on as of now. But I think they're still waiting for some test results from the Phillies as of uh, Monday night. Yeah, I think they're they're waiting on all of that. Listen, this is this is a it's a hot mess right now because you know the Marlins were sitting or the the Orioles were sitting down in Miami still, uh, you know, and they ended up like turning their plane around. I think they flew back already. Yankees yeah, were holed so. up in a hotel in uh, in Philly. Um, I know they canceled uh, the Marlins Orioles game for uh, for for Tuesday, Tuesday is already canceled. postponed. Yes, yeah, and they're scheduled to play in Baltimore on Wednesday. Yeah. So, yeah, this is not a this is not a pretty slate. I'm telling you, that's it. My two pitchers, Lindblom at 51, dude. That is that is delicious. I didn't see a uh, Tyler Molly on the slate because um, maybe they didn't put him in there yet. Oh no! Be, oh, this is a slate that begins at seven. That's why. Okay, and that game is uh. So yeah, we got some early games. Uh, White Sox Indians. Remember, doubleheader tomorrow. First game three forty. Yankees Phillies six. Blues A's Nationals six, and Cubs Reds six forty. Braves Rays six forty. So the slate I'm looking at only has the seven o'clock games. That's why. Uh, all right. Well. Oh man, I'm gonna get some bats in, dude. I'm gonna get some really, really good bats. Like I'm not even doing any research right now. I'm just placeholding for myself. And uh, and I have a lot of money. <laughs> oh, you definitely should, man. I, I mean, have. There are a so lot many guys. I mean, money. Uh, yeah, there are so many teams to stack on this slate too. <gasps> oh, it's gonna be delicious. Oh, it's gonna be delicious. All right, that's all the time we got for you guys tonight. Thank you so much again. Appreciate you guys listening. Best of luck to you and all of your Tuesday DFS contests. Uh, Adam and I will be back again. We're doing this podcast here Monday through Friday. Uh, if you guys have any questions, thoughts, comments, you know what? Hit us up. He's at Adam Ronis on Twitter. I'm at Roto Buzz Guy. Uh, I think you can hit him. You can hit up Adam. I think it's Adam at, at uh, it's Adam at Fantasy Alarm. Did we give you that email, Adam? I'm not even sure what it is. I don't know. I'm going to have to find it. It's either Adam at, at Fantasy Alarm or it's Ronus at Fantasy Alarm. It's one of the two there. But you can also you can reach me at Howard at Fantasy Alarm. Uh, love to hear your thoughts. You guys have questions that you want us to uh, to talk? I mean, like I said, it's, it's daily. So Monday through Friday, can't miss it. So that's going to do it for us here today. Big thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks so much to the uh, uh, our friends over at Monkey Knife Fight and the Sawdust Podcast Network. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.